everyone, and welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Elwood, and on today's show, we're going to hear from journalist Lindsay Jones. Lindsay currently covers the National Football League for The Athletic, but previously she's covered the NFL for USA Today and has also worked for the Denver Post. Although she covers the full NFL landscape, she's based out of Colorado and popped on over to Chargers camp this summer. So with it being Broncos Chargers week, she's a great guest to provide a lot of insight on this matchup as well as her career. So now without further ado, let's welcome in Lindsay Jones presented by Mercury Insurance. All right, so now let's welcome in Lindsay Jones. Lindsay, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm happy to be here. So you joined The Athletic last year, and you wrote in your introductory piece, Stories Matter, Not Hot Takes. But why was that such an important thing to convey? Yeah, well, I just think, you know, the the internet, the way it is right now, is a lot of times the reporting part can get lost. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not going to say that I'm, you know, never going to have a take here and there. You know, I do have a podcast now and, you know, we do power rankings and all these sorts of things. But I just think that, you know, kind of at the heart of what we do um, as in sports journalism and really in any kind of journalism is the reporting part. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a really strong responsibility as somebody who the athletic has hired. And just like when I was at USA Today or the Denver Post before that, you know, I have that credential and I take it very seriously and, you know, want to use it to provide our readers, whether that was when I was at the Denver Post, whether, you know, that was those are Broncos fans. And then now the league at large, you know, people who care about the NFL, introducing them to people around the league that they might not know otherwise and telling stories in different, you know, in different ways and things that you have access to. I feel very lucky to be able to have kind of those sit down conversations with coaches and executives and um, people who kind of work in and around football. So, you know, I think those are the important stories to tell and um you know i think that's more important than kind of you know i think anybody can kind of start on up start off an opinion on what you've watched on television yeah so you know i want to be able to kind of provide some context and do the reporting that gets these stories told how is working for the athletic different from the other outlets you've been part of previously yeah i mean it's it, you know it's been good and you know i, I don't want it to ever sound like it's you know anything negative about the previous places yeah. that i've worked because i i loved my experiences um, at the denver post and at USA Today, I mean, I think they were both really great places to work. Um, but there's just something really exciting about kind of the energy within the athletic where, you know, we very much feel kind of a common kind of a common goal where it is all about the storytelling and uh, the kind of deeply reported stories and, you know, that we're not trying to chase clicks. And, you know, well, yes, I do. Like I mentioned, I do do power rankings mm-hmm. and those two den- tend to drive a lot of traffic. It's, they usually get read very well. I just think that the message that I'm getting from, you know, my intermediate bosses all the way up to the top is that they want us to take chances with our storytelling and pitch big ideas. You know, they, they say yes to everything. And that's been really cool to kind of come to them with you know, hey, I have this hypothesis about something. Can I pursue it? One of the things that I do at The Athletic, I'm on our national staff. So I don't cover any specific team. I cover the league at large, which means I don't have to go to games on Sundays. I do sometimes. I went to a lot of games last year. I'm going to fewer this year. But so I can pitch things like, hey, I want to go spend an NFL Sunday at the new sports book in Atlantic City, where, you know, when gambling just was legalized Mm -hmm. last year. So in September last year, I went and spent an NFL Sunday in at, at the casinos in New Jersey, um, or I say like, you know, hey, I can I see if I can go spend an entire game day with Gardner Minshew's family? And they say, <laughs> sure, see if that works. And that's what I did. I spent all of last Sunday from, you know, breakfast through sundown, basically, I spent with uh, Flint Minshew, and I watched the entire game with him. And, you know, it was kind of fun. So it's just been fun for to have bosses who say yes, like, 
chase these things, pitch us cool story ideas, um, uh, go ahead and do it. And, um, you know, we've been getting some good response. Yeah, I think, you know, around sports, especially, and certainly in the NFL, like everybody knows who we are now, yeah. you know, within the NFL world, you know, we, we staff or we have beat writers on all 32 teams. Some of those teams, we've got two or three people. So, um, yeah, I think teams are seeing what we're doing and, for the most part, I think, respecting the way that we're approaching the job. So you're a great follow on Twitter. You're also a mom. And if someone is to follow you on Twitter, uh, sometimes they'll see some some takes your daughter has, like during the week one Monday night football game between the Broncos and the Raiders. But how old is your daughter? She just turned three. So she just turned three. So what is it yeah. like to kind of be able to share the game with her and essentially just observe it from her perspective? Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, she's, you know, this is kind of the first year where she's like kind of understanding sports a little Mm -hmm. bit and my husband is from st louis so he's a big st louis cardinals baseball fan so we've gotten her very much into baseball we've taken to a lot of baseball games this year both in st louis and in denver um you know my husband's a big st louis blues hockey fan so she watched a lot of you know playoff hockey and we're you know uh, stanley cup games this summer Mm -hmm. and she knows it's really fun now because she knows that mommy's job is to write about football yeah she doesn't really know exactly what that means but she knows that when i go to work i'm writing about football and um so she's she has so she's kind of curious about it she certainly doesn't have the attention span to actually watch football (laughs) and we have not taken her to any football games yet because mostly because work you know I'm working and I can't bring her to a football game with me like we do for baseball games um but I have taken her to training camp practice I took her to joint practices between the Broncos and the 49ers and she was just super fascinated because the 49ers defensive line coach is the loudest coach I've ever heard (laughs) in more than 10 years of covering the NFL and so she still will ask me like why does that guy yell so much why is he so loud yeah and he really is really loud um but so that's been kind of fun and you know and we'll you know we'll put on bits and pieces of games here she doesn't really she does not have the attention span for it at all like I said she'll watch you know she'll watch a play here here or there and say like oh he fell down and things like that but it is cool for her to kind of see me working to be interested in what I'm doing and uh you know hopefully as she gets a little bit older I can start teaching her a little bit more about the the nuances of of football, the stuff that we're, you know, she's starting to learn little bits and pieces about with baseball so far. So for those who want to get into sports reporting, sports broadcasting, what's sort of maybe your biggest piece of advice that you could share? You know, the, the business is so much different than when I was in college mm-hmm. 20 years ago, which is crazy to think that it's been, um, it's 20 years, but you know, there's so many just different platforms. I mean, I, in terms of, you know, internet and there are still print publications, but there's, you know, there's just so many spectrums with podcasting and radio and stuff. But I think at the heart of everything to me is the reporting and the writing skills. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that um, you just, you have to have if you want to be in any area of sports journalism from print, digital broadcast, anywhere. It's those kind of very fundamental skills. So, you know, it's really about writing a lot, reading a lot of journalism, you know, from all, all sorts of, kind long form short form listening to different types of storytelling um and then just getting the reps i mean this is a sports podcast we talk about you know that's so the word you hear all the time for players you know they need reps and uh, in journalism you just need the reps too and you know if you're in high school it's you know what outlets do you have um available at your high school you probably have a student newspaper a student website uh news website so it's starting to, you know, that's where I, those, those were my first bylines for building the newspaper at my high school. And, 
you know, it was just, you know, going out and interviewing people and learning, learning about story formats. But if you're in college or kind of shortly out of college, it's really about finding places to write. And, you know, the hardest part is that, you know, the way that the industry is right now, there are, I think there are a lot fewer of those kind of like entry level jobs, just, you know, newspaper staff or staff are a lot smaller. Right. It's a little harder to exactly picture that career that like I have had, you know, I'm, I'm that, that old, I don't think. But, you know, <laughs> when I came out in the early 2000s, when I came out of college, you know, it was still very common to you get the job at the small newspaper and you cover high schools. And then you go from covering high schools to covering colleges. And then you go from covering colleges to a pro beat. I mean, I went, I had the very kind of typical newspaper track. And I think that's a little bit harder. But the thing is, is those stories are still there. Just the way you tell them or the, the, way that, the way that you publish is a little bit different. I also think that there's still this desire that it's, it's all about covering pro teams and covering mm-hmm. the NFL. But some of the best stories and my favorite stories I've ever written and reported are, you know, they're the local stories. They're at the high school level. It's, you know, it's high school football, it's high school softball and soccer and, you know, uh, Olympic sports at the the youth and high school level. And those stories are being told by other people. So yeah. if, if that's, if, if you live in, you know, whatever town that you're in and you know, you know, these kids, you know, these stories, go pitch it to your local newspaper because their staff might not be big, but you know, they might pay you a hundred bucks to write it or whatever it is. So it's just all about getting reps and then turning the, the work that you're doing as a student into internships and then turning those internships into jobs. We'll get back to our convo with Lindsay in a few, but we wanted to remind you that you won't miss a minute of the action with the official Los Angeles Chargers mobile app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. Chargers fans, we know you love the Bolts, but you probably also love saving money too. And Mercury Insurance can help with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family too. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com and go Chargers. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. Now let's get back to the interview with Lindsay Jones presented by Mercury Insurance. So let's get into this game a little bit because you were at a Chargers camp. You live in Denver. You're kind of a perfect person to kind of lead into this week's AFC West matchup. It is the first AFC West opponent for the Chargers this season. We know the Broncos are winless. But overall, what are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, well, you know, the, the Broncos are in, um, I think Emmanuel Sanders put it best uh, last week after <laughs> yeah. they lost to the Packers. He said that they were in a world of stuff and <laughs> it has only gotten worse that for the Broncos quite the line. since then. I mean, it really, it's been a really bad couple of years to be a Broncos fan um, and it's significantly worse now than I think anybody anticipated here at 0-4. I don't think anybody thought the Chargers would be 2-2 two two mm-hmm. either. You know, I think, I think there were a lot higher expectations. I certainly had higher expectations for how the Chargers were going to start this year. Um, I'm sure they're still kicking themselves after the way they lost that Detroit game. But, you know, I think top to bottom, the Chargers are a better team than the Broncos are right now. But weird things happen Yeah, when these two teams play each other. Weird things happened last year. Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially, you know, the Broncos seem to play well when they when they go out to Carson. But I do I do think that the Chargers are significantly better. They're better roster-wise. Their quarterback is better. I think they're better coached right now. 
as Vic Fangio is still kind of trying to figure out what his staff looks like. Um, and I think they're better defensively, even as they're trying to figure out what's going on in their secondary. Um, it's a huge, it's a huge deal that Bradley Chubb yes. tore his ACL this week. And he's, they just placed him on IR on Tuesday afternoon. So that's a huge deal. For as great as Von Miller is, and he's very, very, very good. Bradley Chubb had the chance to be kind of the real star in the Broncos defense. And now they don't have him. So you know, I think when you look, you know, you compare position to position between the Chargers and the Broncos. I, you know, I, I think the Chargers are better at just about all of them. So, but, but who knows? Who knows? We'll see because weird stuff happens, like I said, when these two teams play each other. So you mentioned no Bradley Chubb. The Broncos, though, they finally got their pass rush going last week after three straight games with no sacks. But how can the Chargers capitalize on the fact that Chubb won't be there on Sunday? It means they can really focus on Von Miller. And, you know, one of the best things about for Von Miller about having Bradley Chubb there was that he wasn't getting all of the double teams mm-hmm. and sometimes triples. He wasn't getting chipped by a tight end, you know, every play because Bradley Chubb is so disruptive. And, you know, and Chubb was a piece that they really could move all over. He's he's a bit he's bigger than Von is. You know, Von is so fast. And, you know, he really likes to line up on the, the defensive left where he goes against the offensive right tackle, whereas Chubb was a guy that you could kind of, you know, you could put him on the right, you could put him interior a little bit. I mean, you could just do a lot more things with him. So not having Chubb to defend uh, is, is going to be huge for the Chargers because they can really game plan now to take Von Miller out of the game. And, you know, I think they, they know who Von Miller is a lot more than they know Chubb too, just because they played mm-hmm. against him so much. And, you know, and Von Miller has had some really good games against the Chargers and, you know, he loves playing against Philip Rivers. I think he's right. I, th- I think Rivers is right at the top of the list of, of Von's favorite quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, just because I think they just have had such good games against each other and, and they, they tend to kind of feed off each other a little bit. So you were at Chargers camp over the summer. Like I said, you got a pretty good look at this team, but Keenan Allen, how would you just assess his performance oh. of late? Yeah, I mean, he's just dominant yeah. and, you know, it's, you know, he's very under the radar, you know, nationally, even though he does this year after year after year. And when you talk to cornerbacks around the league, you know, you ask him about who are the toughest guys to defend consistent, you know, they'll almost always include Keenan Allen, that group. And, you know, I think maybe he's a little bit under the radar because he is a little understated, you know, he doesn't have that big like diva wide receiver yeah. personality like we've seen somewhere else you know some of these other guys around the league and you know and he has you know, had those years where he's has missed a lot of time mm-hmm. because of injuries but you know I think the thing that I just love about Keenan Allen and what players respect so much about him is that he just he's such a technician and he's you know he's one of the best route runners in the NFL his release is so is so good off the line I mean I, I think he might have the best release of any of of any receiver in the NFL right now so it's just what makes him so fun and you know it's cool I saw the I saw the Instagram post or Instagram or Twitter that he posted as a kind of his like love letter to Philip Rivers the other day and I just (laughs) yeah exactly I just thought it was like you know so interesting or kind of so nice that you, you just think about all of the guys the teammates that Philip has had you know that has been like his guy and he's now been that guy for as long as almost any of them, basically anybody other than um, Antonio Gates at this mm-hmm. point. So, you know, this is going to go down as one of the great kind of partnerships in AFC West history almost. You know, hopefully they have a few more uh, really good years together. But, um, you know, I, I, I hope that Keenan Allen can kind of break into that conversation with the best receivers in the league where, you know, I think he just consistently gets overshadowed by, you know, 
well, it was Antonio Brown, not Antonio not Brown anymore. this year, <laughs> but you know, kind of some of those, those other guys. guys that have been his peers. Yeah. I mean, the guys who were in his, his generation of receivers and, you know, he just, he does it consistently. Uh, he does it quietly. And, um, you know, now we just need to see him do it in some like really big, really big moments that gets everybody in the NFL talking about it. So Philip Rivers, talk about him for a second this is a guy who's been leading an offense that's been down so many starters these past few weeks but yet he's kept it productive how does he continue to play at such a high level yeah it's 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 amazing right you know I remember I was out there about this time last year it was early in the mm-hmm. season um uh and talked to him a little bit about kind of you know, aging quarterbacks and it's just this we we've completely shifted of our thought of like what is old quarterbacks so he's 37 about to turn 38 this year um you know I remember just four or five years ago when Peyton Manning was that age and it was like a huge deal about Mm -hmm. how old Peyton Manning was but I don't ever think about how old Philip Rivers is yet and you know and that's maybe because we haven't seen any sort of decline yet you know he hasn't been through any you know knock on wood everywhere he's not been through any major injuries in 10 plus years any of that kind of stuff so you know he's just so efficient he's you know really smart he's got such good um, rapport with his teammates, you know, like with Keenan Allen, like we keep talking about that, you know, when you're that much in command of your offense and, you know, he's been working with that coaching staff for now, you know, a long time, you know, especially with Wiz that, mm-hmm. you know, they know each other so well, they know what works, what doesn't work. Um, so it's just, it just shows the benefit of having stability and consistency at quarterback. And, you know, you flip that around and that's something that the Broncos have not had. And then lastly, just keys to victory for the Chargers this weekend. Uh, don't turn over the ball. I go. think that's, you know, I think that's the biggest one, although that's, you know, that's really, really obvious. And, um, you know, the Broncos offensive line, they played well against Jacksonville last week. I think that was, um, I was actually surprised. I mean, the Jags had eight sacks the week, the week before against Tennessee and then didn't sack Joe Flacco at all. So, you know, what we've seen is that the Broncos offensive, well, and the flip side of that, the Broncos gave up six sacks the week before to Green Bay and then protected really well. So we've seen that they can play well, but we've also seen that they can be really, really vulnerable. So if they can make life really difficult for Garibalds and Joe Flacco, then I think that's uh, that's a really good sign for the Chargers. All right. Well, thanks, Lindsay. Where can people listen to your podcast and find you on The Athletic? Yes, you can find all of my stories um, and also our podcast too um, on theathletic.com. Our Power Rankings podcast is also on, um, it's on Apple, kind of all the the podcast platforms it's called the nfl power rankings podcast through um through the athletic and you can follow me on twitter at by lindsey h jones and you can uh come for the football stay for the mom uh the mom life tweets there you go i'm into it thank you so much Lindsay. we appreciate it great Haley. thanks for having me And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Playmakers. Many thanks to Lindsey Jones for previewing this Sunday's game against the Broncos. One final reminder to subscribe to the all-new Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team, including in-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters and broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.